Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And this week we watched John Tucker Must Die, which came out in 2006 um, and stars um, Brittany Snow, Rachel Bilson, Sophia Bush. Bush. Same energy. (laughs) I deeply confuse them. Sophia Bush. Brittany Snow, um, Ariel Kieber, Klebler, uh, Shanti, Jesse Metcalf, and Penn Badgley. A real, like, who's who of 2006 actors. I have to say I had completely forgotten that Penn Badgley was in this movie. And we, like, announced it at the end of our last episode when we were talking to Michelle and Liz from a Gossip Girls podcast. And I, like, over my head that there was any connection. I said it. I said there was a Penn Badgley connection. You did say it. And then I registered that forgot it listened to the episode a few days later when we aired it registered it forgot it watched the movie realized all over again that Penn Badgley. like in the last two weeks it's been reminded to me several times that Penn Badgley is in this movie and I've never retained the information yeah as soon as we stop recording we'll forget that he's in this movie to be fair he is not in this like he does not play as significant a part in this movie as I had remembered only more significant than one Mr. Tim Riggins. I am, on behalf of Riggins girls everywhere, I am insulted. Oh, yeah. He had, 30 like, a second line. part that yeah. Tim Riggins. But I guess, like, in 2006. Yeah, when did Friday Night Lights start? 2006. It started in 2006. Okay. So this is, like, pre-Taylor Kitsch being a thing. Who? Or, you mean Tim Riggins? Yeah. Sure. Right. Still not a thing. He <laughs> flashed in the pants. No, kind of like Jesse Metcalf. Yeah, the the 2006ness of this movie. Although, like to be fair, Brittany Snow and Penn Badgley have like continued to have successful careers. I said Penn Badgley has. So is Sophia teams. Bush. I feel like, and that's true. Ariel, oh, let me look up her no, name. No, you're do not do not Ariel Keeble is. She's on something. She's on. She's Harry on Grindo. like one of those like Marvel or something. She's in. I'm sure you're right, but. We're talking like actual star power. Britney's okay, no. but let me say her name correctly. That's Hold true. On. Let's respect her that much before we'd say she's Kebble. Wow, I was really off. Arielle Kebble. It's not Keeble? No. She I mean, maybe. There's no I. Dean's wife from Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Yes, that Isn't she is. there two E's? Isn't that a long E sound? No, it's K-E-B-B-E-L. Oh, who knew? I said Penn Badgley has two acting speeds. It's this, which is the same speed as Dan Humphrey, which is the same speed as Easy A, and it's Joe. And those are the two. Like it, those are the two speeds. I mean, he does it very well. He's a very like. Have you watched you? I don't mean no, to like. I haven't. This is not a you podcast. That show is absolutely ridiculous. It is insane he's very good in it and part of it is that you're like playing off that this is his speed and then Mm -hmm. making it so you're he's like playing a character who's pretending to be this guy and then is actually murders women spoiler Mm -hmm. alert you guys know what the show's about he's very good in it like he's a very good actor but i've just never seen him do anything that isn't this character or um like a murderer based on this character yeah but he does like, like kind of emo, outsidery, dreamy, romantic lead guy like super well. 
there was a line in this movie that absolutely just dragged 2006 me and the boys I dated. Like, I wrote it down because I was like, oof, that was... Um, oh, she likes podcasts, Elvis Costello and Dave Eggers. And I was like, mm-hmm, I dated this boy in high school. I know. I also, I said like, she's deep. He says like, she's deep. She reads Dave Eggers. And I was like, oh, fucking eye roll. Like, is that our, is that our bar? Come on. I read so much Dave Eggers in high school so that boys would like me. It worked. Also, I feel like Dave Eggers wrote arguably one of my favorite rom-coms that I didn't put on my top 10 list because maybe it's not a rom-com. What? Away we go. Like, Oh, I genuinely like Dave Eggers, but that came from I read him because I wanted boys to like me. Yeah, which also worked. We should say the plot of this movie is yes, okay, so really, I mean, this is a this is a a thinker of a movie, a real a real cerebral experience. Halfway through this movie, I was like, we were responding to the Mean Girls success, is what we were doing. Yes, this has lots of mean girls energy it also i noticed there's lots of kind of like teen rom-com easter eggs there's a bring it on reference um there was there's a the song at the end is from 10 things i hate about you yes so like there's a there's an extent to which i feel like this movie is kind of like paying homage to like late 90s early 2000s is it paying homage or is it stealing (laughs) There's a line and I'm not no, sure. No, I think like, I do think that like there are some intentional Easter eggs. Um, okay, but the plot. Okay, sorry. So the plot is John that Tucker, Jess- played by Jesse Metcalf, who is, because I did not know that that was his name, the gardener from Desperate Housewives. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, is like captain of the basketball team and dates a bunch of girls, um, but doesn't, basically like has a bunch of different girlfriends and they don't know about each other. Brittany Snow works at a restaurant, figures it out, and is also the new girl in school and a loser because in teen movies, Brittany, the Britney Snows of the world are losers. Right. Right. Um, she describes herself as an invisible, and I was like, in what world? But okay. Also, side note, at one point they referenced the OC, and I was like, you had to have a reference to the OC because it's the only teen drama of this era not represented by this cast. It's true. Um, anyway. Uh, the girls all find out the three main girls he's dating are not Rachel Bilson, Sophia Bush, Sophia Bush, um, Ashanti, and Ariel Kibble. Kibble, I think. Okay. We're so sorry, Ariel. You do, you do great in this movie. Um, they all find out they want to take him down. It doesn't really work because he's so popular. So all the, you have the mean girls things of like, right? Everything he does, everyone just adopts. It's the Regina George cutting holes in her tank top, and then everyone does it. Correct. Um, so they decide they have to break his heart. So they turn Brittany Snow into a cheerleader. He's going to fall in love with him and she's going to break his heart. And Penn Badgley is his younger emo brother. And she is developing feelings for him They're while she's partners. trying to take down his part, his brother. Teen movies really made me think lab partners were going to be a thing more than mm-hmm. I never had a lab partner. No. I mean, I did, but like not a consistent one. Like you changed it up every week. I don't and also, remember like having, I don't remember like doing labs in high school. Oh, I do. I definitely remember doing labs, but it wasn't I'm like sorry, a- Mr. Linerud, I'm sure we did them. It wasn't like a thing. I mean, we all kind of like worked together. I don't know. It just lab partner, falling in love with your lab partner was not a thing in high school. Maybe in AP chemistry, which I was in for a week and then I cried and then 
our sweet chemistry teacher, shout out Mr. Linerud, one of the greatest teachers we've ever had, uh, was like, why are you in AP chemistry? And I was like, because my friends are. And he was like, your friends all want to be doctors and you don't. So come to honors chemistry and we'll blow stuff up. And then he did. Like in honors chemistry, he'd like teach us a chapter of the book and then be like, you want, I want to see what happens when I mix these two chemicals? Because yeah. none of you need this in life. And we were like, yeah, we do. So maybe I just, maybe in AP chemistry, they did more lab partner work. Okay. So you had never seen this movie. That's a lie. I have absolutely seen this movie. Really? I thought you'd only been maintaining that you had never seen this movie. As I rewatched it, I was like, I've seen all of this. I think I've never sat down and watched it beginning to end. I think I've seen it in chunks. So I think there's probably parts of this movie that I've never seen. I've definitely, it's definitely been playing in a dry bar when I was there. Um, I th- and, like, I think I've caught chunks of it on TV. Okay. Um, because as I was watching this, I was like, no, no, I have – I had seen this. But I, again, retain nothing. I mean, it's a pretty, like, forgettable movie. But I kind of like it about that. Okay, so so what were you – so what did you think? I think Because I feel a- like this was my choice. I feel like I was the one that was like, let's watch this movie. So – it's fair. I forced definitely maybe on you. You can force this on me. Is this in your top 10? Uh, no, this is not my top 10, but I did. Okay. So I watched this on a Monday night by myself, like curled up in my basement. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to be doing right now. And when I finished it, I was like, this was highly enjoyable. I watched it on Good Friday afternoon and I was like, this is what Jesus wants me to be doing right now. Yeah. I felt like it, it was brought me joy. Him. Let's just um, be yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. There's so many problems. It's so it's deeply problematic. It, it's like has a bringing on is a better movie, I think, but it has the same sort of like bringing on energy. Where like it's fun. There are legitimately funny points, and there's some real shit we should address as a nation. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Also, though, counter some of like its problematic moments with like very ahead of its time moment. Yes, there's like an actual social component to bring it on of the uh, cultural appropriation, um, which this doesn't have any actual sort of like social. When it calls Sophia Bush a slut, it's not doing anything with that. It's just no. repeatedly calling her a slut. Correct. Um, Sophia Bush is, so like each of them have their own like high school uh, archetype. Um, Brittany Snow is the loser, no one ever, who is invisible, sure. Uh, Ashanti is the cheerleader, 100% believable. <laughs> Sophia Bush is like the vegan uh, social activist. justice warrior activist who, of course, then is also a slut because vegans and social justice warriors are easy. And Arielle Kebel is the, like, going to Harvard honor student. Right. She's the brains of the app. The, the high achiever, overachiever. Yeah. Uh, so what did you like about this movie? What did it for you? I wrote down, sorry, tangent, cut this out. I wrote down, did I know PB was in this question mark? I didn't. <laughs> but I read it now and I was like, peanut butter. I, first of all, the idea that Penn Badgley and Jesse Metcalf is our brothers is hilarious. If I cared enough, Truly I'd look hilarious. up their age difference, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah. They're both I mean, like 30 in this movie. Like there's no, Penn Badgley is like our age. So hot. He was born November 1st, 1986. He's like three weeks younger than you. Okay, fine. So, so he so was. So in 2006, he was 20 or 19, yeah, maybe. 19. Okay, fine. He's 42. So he's eight years older than Penn Badgley, which means he was 28 when this movie came out. Oh, he's like a classically trained actor. He went to Tish. 
Jesse Metcalf is the weak link here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a good actor. He does some funny stuff. Like, I mean, he's not asked to do a whole lot here. He's asked to be, like, the popular hot guy, and he does that fine. But the four girls, the four women in this are – I think what I like about this movie is two things. First of all, this movie is stupid as shit. This movie has an asinine plot, and it is – over the top and ridiculous and there's nothing particularly realistic about it but it kind of knows that like I feel like there's an extent to which like it's not taking itself too seriously and because of that it's fun and it's funny and then the other thing is I really like the four women in this and they're fun to watch they are good actors all of them all of them are doing a graduated scale so right Bush and Britney Snow are are doing the legwork here Yes, and I, will talk the team. A, I will talk about Britney Snow in a minute, but I enjoy watching them. I enjoy watching them together. Like, they're fun to watch together. They're funny. And so they, for me, are really carrying the movie, sprinkled with some Penn Badgley being, like, emo and dreamy. Yeah, Penn Badgley's um, not asked to do anything either, except be, like... No, he's asked to do very little. He's asked to do like the Dan Humphrey thing, which I don't think he he's does ever standing well. up in this movie. Like I think in every scene he's seated. Like he's really yeah. like he's like, I'm yeah. not gonna work here. <laughs> Got me a check. Brittany Snow is fantastic. Brittany Snow, it, I kind of feel like she's a little bit underrated as an mm-hmm. actor. And she oftentimes is doing like the sweet. She's playing her American Dreams character in that. Yes. American Dreams, a teen, I guess it was more than a teen drama like our parents watched it. It was like an NBC drama. So that's really youth. funny that you say it because, so I'm at my in-laws this weekend and I was talking about how like I had to record with you and we watched John Tucker Must Die and my sister-in-law said to my mother-in-law, she was like, we've watched it as Britney Snow. You love Britney Snow. Remember American Dream? And they were like, oh my God, yes. We watched that every Sunday. And I was like, we did too. Our generation of parents loved American Dreams. Because it was about, well, because it was about like their childhood. It was about like kids growing up in the 60s. Right. And Britney Snow was like the good one. And all I remember was her best friend smoked out the window. (laughs) Oh God, I didn't even remember that. I can like picture the girl that played her best friend though. Mm -hmm. Britney Snow, she, she does something really interesting in this movie. Okay, again, this movie is wildly outrageous it's dumb but it's not trying to do anything genius here she brings a groundedness and a realness to her character she kind of is like the heart of this movie in a way and she does it very well she brings a vulnerability she brings some groundedness to this kind of ridiculous movie but then she also does like the fun funny stuff really well she is incredibly funny there are some moments where i laughed out loud at what she was doing I have a controversial opinion in favor of Britney Snow. Mm-hmm. The Go funniest on. part of Pitch Perfect is not Rebel Wilson. It's Britney Snow. Britney Snow carries the comedy of the Pitch Perfect movies. I, there is an, ex- yes. Now I would say like Rebel Wilson, I think they're doing two different things and we're not talking about Pitch Perfect, so we're not going to get too much into it. But like Britney Snow's comedy is subtle. Like she does a very subtle thing. And a very kind of natural thing. Right, but the funniest scene in those movies is when she's naked in the shower with uh, uh, what's Anna Kendrick and making her uncomfortable. Yes. Also, like the, I, the scene in this movie where she's like 
she's first becoming a cheerleader and she's trying to get his attention and she's like got her like she's like draped on the wall and like talking she like to it's herself. like ashanti showed her how to walk and like stand and ashanti's like very sexy <laughs> this is back in the era when people are like beyonce who it's all about ashanti <laughs> right no this was there was literally an article i think that was like beyonce will never be what ashanti is <laughs> god like, we should find it and put it in the show notes we should because what a laugh. But so Ashanti's doing her like sexy cheerleader walking on the wall and then Brittany Snow t- like tries to mimic it and, you know, wackiness ensues because no one's not even Beyonce as sexy as Ashanti. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really enjoy her in this movie. I also, despite the fact that I almost can never keep Sophia Bush and Rachel Bilson straight in my head, I, I love Sophia Bush. I unabashedly love Sophia Bush. I watched that stupid fucking chicago police show for a while because sophia bush was in it i love her i also love rachel bilson but yeah rachel bilson of uh went to the same high school as what's his face fame she revealed on a podcast on dax shepherd's podcast this is rachel bilson not sophia bush so cut all this out because it has nothing to do with what we're watching (laughs) but she uh went to uh high school with rami malik Oh, I did know like, this. Posted I did a picture this. of them, and then he like asked her to take it down. Yes, and then she told this story on a podcast. So he absolutely like Barbra Streisand affected himself, which is like, no, I love Sophia Bush. I also like her. I mean, Sophia. I never watched Chicago PD. Um, I never watched the Chicago shows, but I did watch One Tree Hill, and yeah. I loved. I mean, I loved all those ladies, but I love Sophia Bush. I also love her like person like her celebrity personality presence which is very like uh uh activist like she uses her fame for good and i think she has like mm-hmm. a very realistic knowledge of like her level of fame she's like yeah i was a teen star and then i was on a dick wolf show for eight thousand years i'll have money forever and then like uses her power for good and that is a that is a yeah uh a choice i like and she's yeah. very funny Yes. And she was very, she was very funny on One Tree Hill. She was often the one bringing the comedy on One Tree Hill, I feel like. She was the mean slut on One Tree Hill. Yeah. Mean slut is her. She does it great. Which is why we get her confused with Rachel Bilson, the mean slut of the OC. Right. (laughs) They're also just like both really attractive brunettes. Um, Yeah, like mean brown haired women. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Although I don't, despite the fact that they're all the same era and are mean hot brunettes i don't get leighton meester confused with them she is separate to me rachel bilson leighton meester both either dated and or well they both dated adam brody it's just only leighton meester married him right well so he's got a type hot mean brunettes although i don't think they're mean in real life and they're they also are like a separate set of brunettes from the like mid-aughts brunettes that's like the The dobrevs the victoria justices yes (laughs) Which this movie in 2006, by the mere presence of Ashanti, has more diversity than other than like bringing on who that was the point of the movie. Right. They also like she wasn't. I will give this movie credit in that she wasn't like the token black girl and there wasn't right. like a token black guy that she got coupled up with in a way that a lot of like movies of this era were doing. We weren't it wasn't like Gabrielle Union and Dulé Hill were like suddenly a couple for no reason. Um, what a good movie. So. I appreciate that. Yes, it was a role that could have been, all of these roles could have been played by someone of any race. And this movie did the bare minimum and chose a black woman for one role. But in the time, that's more than, that's more than Mean Girls did. Where 
people of color were truly only there to represent either a joke about black girls or a joke about Asian women. Like, yes. Right. We, there was not like a, a tokenization or a fetization of Ashanti at all. She, I mean, now she was playing like the stereotype and the trope of the cheerleader, but that had nothing to do with her race. She wasn't playing like the black cheerleader. She was playing the cheerleader. Um, the other thing that, I mean, the, the parallels with Mean Girls are numerous. With new, with Mean Girls yeah, I are truly numerous. think Mean Girls did we well. We were capitalizing. Yes. yes. And they said, let's make more revenge movies. The, the, the beats are the same. I think overall Mean Girls is a better movie, although I think this movie maybe does some you know, it, I think there are maybe less racial problems in this movie. Not, I think there are less racial problems in this movie than there are in Mean Girls. I also kind of appreciate that we're taking down a guy together mm-hmm. as women as opposed to another woman. Now, granted, like, we all love Regina George and we get we get there in the end, but there's something Yeah, I think, like, of- the point of Mean Girls is ultimately... Right. I think Mean Girls is ultimately a feminist story. It's just white. Yes, a white feminist story. When and if we do Mean Girls, we'll talk about um, Tina Fey's issues, which are are numerous. And we hinted at that last week or in our last mini-sode about um, Nora Ephron's books. book. Um, the other thing that I – this is a very kind of minor piece because they're minor – they're like secondary characters in both movies. But I like the Penn Badgley romantic lead better than the Aaron Samuels romantic lead. It's because – He's a more believable romantic lead. There's that. I guess also, like, I'm probably more attracted to Penn Badgley than I am to Aaron Samuels. But also, like, Penn Badgley in this movie, like, he likes Britney Snow from Jump. He likes her. There's nobody else. He's all about her. He, you know, whereas in Mean Girls, like, Aaron Samuels is like, oh, Regina George wants me back. Let me go to Regina George. Oh, wait, I like Kat, Katie. Like, there's some jumping More realistic around high some, school like, boy representation sure but like as a romantic yes. lead i'm a little like mm, i'm a little more into like Penn badgley's like steady dreaminess as opposed to aaron samuel's like fickle dreaminess that's a fair point but i also think to be fair mean girls is not a romantic comedy we'll probably still do, do it because rules are dumb so it's not really the point you know like aaron samuel i'm not is, sure that this is a romantic comedy i agree like aaron samuel's is a function of that storytelling and that you you have to have a guy that they're fighting right. over to then talk about like to then talk about why we're fighting over a guy right i i think and i think both stories is about this group of women this story is about britney snow finding friends this is britney snow yes. who's and mom, herself yes whose mom dates a lot of shitty guys who she all calls skip which is funny to me um and moves around a lot every time a skip breaks jenny mccarthy's heart anti-vaxxers do not hold up no, but can we talk about how Jenny McCarthy is maybe a better actor than I realized? I think she played a lovely mother in this. I thought she did a really nice job in this. And I was like, wow, Jenny, check me out liking you better than I expected. I kind of like Jenny McCarthy, except for the whole Except for the whole anti thing. That's right. very bad. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, and so it's about Brittany Snow, like, finding her group of girlfriends, and it happens to be these three girls with whom none of them have anything in common together. Right. <laughs> um, but it's, like, a sweet story about friendship, and they take down a guy. And I also think I like – and I, Brittany Snow says this early in the movie when they all find out they're dating him and start, like, fighting over him. And Brittany Snow says, like, he's cheating on all of you, and you're fighting with each other, not him. And then the mm-hmm. point of the movie is, like, you're right. 
let's destroy this man. Right. It has a, what's that movie with, it has like Leslie Mann and Brooklyn Decker and someone else. One of, oh, mm-hmm. and one of them's married to someone and one of them's his mistress. And then there's a third woman Cameron I can't Diaz. remember. Wow. I am so sorry. Yeah, it's all like it's the same. It's the same blonde women of different ages, and the guy is um, the Lannister, the hot Lannister from Game of Thrones. Oh yeah! Wow, that is a 2010s movie if I've ever heard it. We have to do that. I think it's called like The Other Woman or something. It is a 2014 American romantic comedy film. Um. But it's that sort of thing where, like, all these women find out they're being played by the same guy and then, like, team up to destroy the guy rather than to have the, like, uh, you know, fatal attraction, the like, battle, women right. fighting. Yes. Right. Um, I mean, fatal attraction. different, <laughs> Much more murder and fatal I attraction. I also like that, like, so spoiler alert, in the end, like, he, he doesn't necessarily change. Like, he starts being – because he – is taken quote unquote taken down by these women like he continues to date as many girls as he wants but he's just he's more honest with them and i kind of liked that we we wasn't like suddenly dating one like, woman dating one woman and like this wonderful boyfriend guy because first of all he's a teenager and second of all like that's not how that works and so that was kind of like a fun twist on the end i felt like i agree i like that like the last scene of him, they're like talking about how they've all whatever like grown all the girls are friends and then you see him like walking with one girl and he's like i've learned a lot and i want to be honest with you and he like introduces her to his other girlfriend it's like yeah. all right at least you're honest with them yeah <laughs> and they can now choose whether or not they want to be a part of this um yeah it's it's dumb and fun but i think you know a sort of a movie that took itself a little more seriously would have him like grow and actually fall in love with one right. of the girls or another, you know, again, going back to like this movie really kind of knows what it's doing and it's not trying too hard. And right. I, I like that for this movie. There are some pretty severe <laughs> problematic stuff. We've talked about the, um, Sophia Bush, con- every joke about her is that she has put out like everything is she had sex and it's like, well, yeah. she's like a 17 year old girl. So yeah, probably. Um, and even she an- is like, I'm such a slut. I will say, like the movie though, there's an extent to which, like, yes, like she's like the slutty trope or the slutty stereotype, but it kind of lets her be that. Like, there's not, like, yes, there's some slut shaming, but in the end, like, they stay friends with her. They right, she, and she doesn't like she learn owns to it. Like- yeah, she doesn't like become like less slutty. She just is kind of like, yep, that's who I am. That's what I want to do. Um, now, I'm not arguing that this movie is somehow like radically sex positive, but I do <laughs> do think I that there think there is an there is an extent to which like it again, even in its slut shaming, is like not taking itself too seriously, and it's just kind of like, okay, she's the slut, and like we're accepting that, and there's yeah. no judgment. Um. There is a whole sequence where, and then they take him down. They replace his protein with estrogen, mm-hmm. so which is problematic. On and then the way he behaves is, he gets more emotional. He worries about um, how his thighs look in shorts because apparently women's body image issues is because we have 
estrogen and not because society has told us society and this movie have told us time and time again that being fat is terrible and we should avoid it at all costs. It's just that there's estrogen in our system. Correct. Yeah. And it just like he starts behaving like the worst stereotypes of a teenage girl because they've given him estrogen. And then, of course, it backfires on the girls. All the women think it's so nice that he's so sensitive. But I was like, hey, number one. Like, this is not what, this is what society has made of women, not estrogen. And B number two, in this week, in this year of our Lord 2021, as states around the country are making laws that trans girls cannot take hormone blockers or estrogen, I don't want to watch a movie where it's a joke that a cis dude gets to and then gets more emotional, which like, this movie was not thinking that at this time, but there was Mm -hmm. something so uncomfortable about this particular week as poor trans kids have to fight to be like, can I please just have the puberty that I'm owed? And we're like watching a movie where a cis kid takes estrogen and it's a joke. I don't know. I like, and again, like that might be a leap. It just felt a little bit icky. Yeah. This week. Yeah. I hadn't even kind of clocked that, but I was just sort of like the, like fall back on like oh he's his estrogen so it's like he's on his period like a girl on her period it was just kind of like meh we've seen this it's kind of boring and tired and sexist yeah and sexist yeah and then like the whole like women are attracted to like attracted to him because he's sensitive and it's like is that is not that not the lesson here like shouldn't you maybe be a better guy i just right, and it's also like being on estrogen doesn't make you a good or bad person. Like you can still be a decent right. person on testosterone, like right. with testosterone in your system. It's not the testosterone that makes men problematic. And there's a lot of like because he's a basketball player and he's such a hot shot on the team and with women. Like there's a lot of like locker room talk, and it's just locker room talk. He and... literally says that's just locker room talk at some point. Right, and it's like no, that doesn't have to be a thing this was 10 years before the access hollywood tape so locker room talk has taken on a different connotation now but i never want to hear that phrase again as an excuse for anything i didn't want to hear it in 2006 but i no. certainly don't want to hear it now no sophia bush deserves to be a slut it's just a note i wrote down <laughs> she deserves it so i you know we did say that like the ashanti character isn't the token black woman, but there's a point where each of the sort of archetypes are describing themselves. And she describes herself as proud and aggressive, which is um, a choice to have your only black character, black female character describe herself as proud and aggressive. Come on. Really? Well, yeah. And they, there's one other black character in this movie and it's Jesse Metcalf's best friend who is the stereotype of like fat, He's like, he's also a basketball player, but he's. Uh, no, he's the mascot. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. He's the mascot because we can't let fat kids just play sports. Um, and he's constantly eating and constantly farting. And he's a little bit of like fat black kid joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, <laughs> it's not, I don't like that, that character felt there was nothing. Like, whereas the Ashanti character, it's like, oh, we're not really tokenizing her but there is some problems within it was like, Oh, all we're doing with this kid is tokenizing him. And it's icky from a racial standpoint and it's icky from a body size standpoint. And it's icky. Yeah. Because it's 2006 and you can't make a movie without absolutely calling someone the R word. It 
cropped up yeah not less than an hour into this i don't even remember the context it was sophia bush that said it i think she said like what do you think i'm right forward yeah i said it's the beloved slur of 2006 honestly yeah i mean this is a teen rom-com from the early 2000s so it's not without its problems they painted abs on Brit- talking about body Im- image issues and we <laughs> see britney snow in her like lingerie they have painted abs on her and it's so poorly done you can tell it's paint and also like side note i think britney snow has been very vocal about the fact that she in particular around this time suffered from eating disorders probably because she was a teen star in the early aughts and i can only imagine how hard that must have been body image wise but then when you're like Brittany Snow was probably in her late teens or early 20s when they made this movie and then they're painting abs on you so that you can look hotter in a scene with, like ooh, this, this yeah. poor girl and the poor people like the poor girls watching this movie who think that that body is real it just I was like this was so wholly unnecessary to paint abs on an already very thin woman correct ooh. yes also it was bad makeup it was like i did i I was like i was like did we did we do like highlighting on her stomach like i went back and did it i like went back because i was like that can't be real and it was so obviously not an actual person's body like it was yeah like like, they took like a stripe of bronzer and just went it was absurd no need to blend looks great absurd the clothes were a real like I, I felt these clothes like in my bones. Mm-hmm. Um, their the, clothes were both a good representation of their character, but also a good representation of 2006. Oh yeah, I was like, I know exactly where I was. I owned that. I owned that. I owned that. I owned some version of that. Wore it every day. The like, chandelier earrings on Sophia Bush to mm-hmm. prove she was boho. The like and the sparkly. Like, peasant tops mm-hmm. the sparkly mm-hmm. headbands that ashanti would always wear because she was trendy yes and the and the collared shirts that ariel kebble would wear with a she sweater was the nerd mm-hmm. with a sweater also low-rise jeans may low-rise <sighs> jeans never come back because good lord we were like a twist away from seeing everyone's butt cracks there was one scene where they're in low-rise jeans and crop tops and like all three of them are standing i think it was the same scene where they had paint abs on poor Britney Snow but I was like oh you're all of your vaginas are about to come out like I'm about to see all of your vaginas yeah I I am glad that we've moved on from little rice jeans that's all I'm saying the amount of glitter scarves I owned probably is a direct result of this movie I mean it just had me nailed oh we have some girl and girl kissing because it's 2006 and that's what comedy is Yes, we do. But there, oh, so that scene did not bother me in the way that like some other scenes of this era where we get girl and girl kissing, like, because it's not played for hotness in the way that like the cruel intentions kisses or now that's a little bit earlier, both of the references I'm about to make cruel intentions or wild things like, I mean, so those are like earlier movies, but those like girl, like female, female kisses are played for hotness and for the male gaze in a way that this is not like yes we're doing it because we think it's like it's played for jokes but it didn't feel raunchy it didn't feel gratuitous it didn't feel like it was done for the purpose of like turning on like teenage boys it was Sophia Bush is teaching Britney Snow how to kiss yeah you gotta gotta have a practical lesson 
and then the scene that follows where she's stuck in the car is freaking hilarious yeah so then they're in john tucker's car and then he comes back so she has to jump in the back and it's very funny also the like lead up where britney snow where sophia bush is like you're gonna have to kiss them you're a good kisser right and britney snow was like well how would i know that and sophia bush is like will they tell you hasn't anyone ever told you that and britney snow's like oh my god i'm a bad kisser like again the two of them playing off of each other is very funny it's also like a very we talk like we talk about how no part of this movie seems really grounded except that like that is a grounded teenage fear of like how do you know if you're a good kisser yes again i think britney snow is the is who is grounding this movie she has an extent to which she's surrounded by archetypes and stereotypes but she to some extent is the more like fully flushed out character and the grounded character and it also gives some uh something nice to Sophia Bush's like slut character and that well yes we are slut shaming her but it also gives her knowledge and something to teach it's not like yeah. she's a worthless slut she's like oh no because I'm experienced I can teach you these things and that's right. valuable right maybe we're giving this movie too much credit <laughs> I don't mind it look I enjoy this movie it it absolutely has its problems but so does nearly every movie that we've talked about and this to me is one of those movies that I can continue, like I will continue to enjoy it and allow it to bring me joy while acknowledging its problems. Yeah. Um, and do I hope that like we're doing better now? Absolutely. Do I feel like this movie is doing something like deeply troubling and damaging? No. And I think this movie is adorable. Oh, the other thing I would I would say is like we hadn't done a teen rom com in a while, and it was you nice know, to miss kind of have. It. Yeah, it was nice to have to watch a teen rom com. There's this like a special fun energy with a teen rom com. I like especially for me the choice to watch it just like in the middle of the day. <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is right. This is when you're supposed to watch these movies. Like it's supposed to just be on TBS. Yes, in mm-hmm. the middle of the day while homesick from school. Yes. I, w- I don't go to school and I wasn't sick. It was just how I spent my good Friday. He is risen. Happy Easter, everyone, to all those who celebrate. I, you know, I think this is one of those movies where if I had cable and I came across it, I'd watch it. Oh, for sure. I'm glad that it yeah. was free on Prime, but. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that we chose to watch it. I felt like this also, like, I feel like was kind of a nice palate cleanser. Like, we did as good as it gets, which was a little heavy. Runaway Bride is like pretty light, but I don't know. It was nice to just kind of have like a kind of mindless like teen rom com where there's yeah. not a lot of stakes, there's not any darkness. Like it you know just exactly is... how it's gonna turn out, right? Like it, this was comforting. Yes, there was something. <laughs> People so often like to be like rom coms are so predictable, and it's like yeah, sometimes that's nice. Also, like yeah. what action movie are you watching where like the good guy's not gonna win? Like fuck off, with. right? Yeah, I don't know. This was this felt like a nice kind of curve in what we had done recently. Yeah. Also, our second Ashanti movie because never forget she Bollywood danced in uh, oh, Bride and Prejudice. Great point. Yeah, Ashanti was truly the queen of the mid aughts, and I miss her. Mm-hmm. Truly. I'm gonna go listen to some Ashanti Ja Rule mashups and really enjoy my day. Great choice. Great choice. What are we doing next? Next week, we are watching uh, Yesterday. 
We are diving back into the Richard Richard Curtis Curtis. canon. Yes. We're going to watch yesterday, which is a more recent movie. But I like it. I've not seen it. It, You're going to love it or hate it. There's uh, People only have two speeds on yesterday. Hmm. It's like Love Actually in that way, except I like it better. Mm. It's a better movie than Love Actually. I'm trying to decide if I like it better. Okay. It's definitely going to be less problematic than Love Actually. I'm excited because I I never got around to seeing it when it came out, but I do feel like people have very strong opinions on this movie, which is unusual. I think it's adorable. adorable. All right, great. I look forward to that. What are your predictions? Have you seen it recently? (laughs) Mainly because it came out fairly recently. I mean, I think think I've seen it twice. I think I saw it once in theaters and then like once because I was here at our parents and mom hadn't seen it. So probably like a, a year or two ago. Pre-pandemic. Have you seen it in, I have in not the world watched of COVID? It. I have not watched it after COVID, since COVID. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I think it's going to hold up. Okay. Join not us in two if weeks. if you're John Lennon. But I think other than that, I think it's going to hold up. Great. All right. Well, join us in two weeks for yesterday. Allison, where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and on twitter at hold underscore up underscore podcast um you can find us wherever you get your podcasts if you want to leave us a little a cute little review on apple Podcasts, that'd be so lovely um we love to read them and if not live your life thanks so much bye